0: all right you're now tuned in to the follow through with clips and drew the true players podcast episode 191 the clippers have a pulse and i am stoked huge game five for the lakers it's a must win why isn't jimmy butler getting the hate that paul george got last season and what the hell is going on with fans this week it's the follow through with clips and drew drew kick that intro music. What up, Podcast World? What's up, everybody? You know what it is. You know where you're at. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew, the true players podcast, episode 191. And the vibes are different this week. Yeah, Clips Drew. is back. It's not I'm Mavs. back. It's not, it's not Mavs. It's not Mavs 555. Your boy Clips is back. The Clippers have, t- I know you find this funny, Drew. <laughs> this is, again, going back on the, the toxic relationship. This is what happens in toxic relationships. They relationship. pull you back in, they pull you right back in. I've, I've, I felt like, have you ever seen the movie Say Anything, John Cusack, 1989? Yes. yes, yes, Okay, and he's standing outside the window the holding boom box. the boombox up, playing Peter Gabriel in your eyes. I feel like that's what the Clippers were doing to me. They were singing outside my window this week. They want me back, and this is what happens in toxic relationships. We go right back, right, just for them to destroy <laughs> us again. <laughs> so we're back, Drew. The series is tied 2-2. Yep. Um, Ty must have listened to our last episode because finally
1: yeah. we made adjustments. Yeah. He didn't listen to it before game three. No, but well, he, he some, tried. He listened to it before game four. Definitely. Was good. He was, w- it was important. He was holding on to one more game from Zubak.
0: We're going to give you one more. <laughs> right, buddy? Um, yeah. So we tied it up to two. It looks like, uh, Lucas hurt. Right. And it seems like a pretty nagging injury. Unfortunately, that's what happens in sports. Like you get injured and I think. You know, he was feeling that pain after
1: game three. You don't sound too sorry for Luca.
0: Oh, I don't feel sorry for him at all. (laughs) Did anybody feel sorry for Paul George and with with his shoulders last season? No. And we're going to get into Paul George (laughs) and some more bubble stuff in a little bit, but we looked really good on in Game Four. Game Three is what I mean. Game Three started tough, thirty to eleven. Oof. I thought we were. I was going to yeah. be in for it. bro. Yeah,
1: it looked like that was going to be a wrap for a second.
0: And you even texted me to see if I was okay making it through that that first quarter. Oh boy, that, that was first tough. quarter that'll that'll tighten your butthole. It definitely tightened the butthole. Uh, then Luca goes out of the game, and we go on our run. I really want to say this though, like the whole talk of this series is Luca, Luca, Luca. Everything is about Luca, and he's been great. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, historic numbers. Totally, but like I want to talk about Kawhi. Like what Kawhi is doing is just as good as what Luka's doing. Like for the series drew, Luka's averaging 33, 8 and 8. Kawhi's averaging 33, 8 and 4, right? Yeah. Minus the assists and like What's well, cuz he doesn't have the ball as much as Luka. Right, totally. He has stepped it up big time. Paul George's numbers have been great as well. He's averaging 25 points a game. I think the adjustment of going small was huge. Starting Batum Who's been giving Luca a really hard time, actually? I know, I know it looks harder when he's injured, but Batum just does everything that we want, right? Morris finally got some threes going. Uh, every time Jean comes in, just everything seems, you know, calm, and the momentum's on our side right now, without a doubt. We're coming back to L.A. I don't know if this is a, you know, a carryover injury for for Luca, but this is our series to lose now tomorrow's game game five is
1: going to be huge and i i think we're going to get that that dub Dr- drew well yeah i think if luca's not 100 we we all know that's that's the end of the series for dallas i mean if he's going to be you know unable to play his brand of basketball there's there's no hope for this team i mean you saw what happened i mean it was, a, it was essentially a complete collapse when he got injured in in that whatever that was in like second quarter of game three and then so the second half was way weird for him he's missing free throws i think which is a really telltale sign that something's he's clearly, not a great free throw he's shooter not a great anyway, free throw though. shooter but like going like over like mm-hmm. that's 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 unheard of mm-hmm. um i saw the other day he's like he's shooting like 40 percent for 35 40 percent from the free throw line like i i don't i don't know what to say about it. i mean I, that's just it's an anomaly and it makes m- more sense that he's that poor from the free throw line considering now that he's injured but even you're right though even before the injury he was not making free throws i think he was getting tired uh that's something that i noticed even when they were playing really well in the fourth quarter he's he's huffing and puffing a little bit still so i you know the fact that he is only 22 years old and he's gonna get better and you assume that he's gonna take that that next leap the only next step for him is is to just build it build out his body and really start to embrace that conditioning aspect but look Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have held up their end of the bargain throughout the series, and so has Luka, but without him being 100%, you saw what happened in Game 4. Like, in Game 4, <laughs> Finney Smith, 8 points. Klaber, 0 points. Tim Hardaway Jr., 4 points. That's, right? where, that's where it was and, right there. And if that happens it, any, in any regard, in Games 1 or 2, the series is completely different, and we don't, we don't have the panic moment where you guys go down 0-2. Right. If, if, if Timmy has a, as a four point game in, in game one or game two, they don't win that game. Backs. Um, so it, it is amazing how much Luca, while it's very obvious when he's on the court, he's the best player, he runs the whole show for the team. But also, like the amount of pressure that he takes off of the, the supporting role players to allow them the time and space to just do what they do and shoot the ball comfortably and, uh, you know, attack the basket and get easy looks. All that goes away when he's off the floor, and a lot of it goes away when he's injured because he doesn't have that same level of aggression. He he clearly was is impaired like when he's trying to to, to do things with his left side, like you know that's that's where the the injury is, is stemming from. It's like his neck and his shoulder all on the left side. Um, so yeah, I mean unless he can unless somebody can figure out how to like fix him, <laughs> I don't there, I don't think there's much hope for Dallas, which sucks. I mean for if you know just removing. The fact that you're a Clippers fan and I really want to see the Clippers and Lakers hopefully match up in the <laughs> Western Conference Finals. If you're just like a, if you're a Mavericks fan or if you're just a casual fan, you're like, man, that kind of sucks because the series was very entertaining. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot of fun going back and forth. Uh, but without him being a hundred percent, I I mean the odds are completely stacked against the Mavericks. So you guys just need to keep doing what you're doing. And I agree that finally starting. Not Zubak and, and Ibaka seems to be <clears throat> hurt again. Yeah, completely out of the lineup. Shit. He's uh, hurt again. Right. And so like I, I it was finally the adjustment that we, we were both, I think, looking for. Go small, make it very difficult for, for Luca to does what to do what he does off of the pick and roll. And it worked. Um and it and and, also, and, and he's hurt. I mean there's that's all that there is to it.
0: Well, you know, we went small. I mean, Patrick Beverly only played, I think, two two mm-hmm. or three minutes that game. And when Zubak did get in, he actually had good minutes. Offensive rebounds, a couple block shots. But well, you can dunk. play him when yes. Luka's
1: on off the floor. Right. You can play Zubak, no problem. But
0: Carlisle tried to get cute bringing yeah. in Boban, right? Which and was interesting. I, it, very interesting. And, I, and I it worked. Liked, the first I, play,
1: it worked. Yeah, I like the adjustment a little bit. You guys went small, and he's like, all right, I'm going to put the Giant out there and, and, and guess see what? what you can do.
0: The first play, Kawhi takes it right at his chest and blows, blows Bobby back into the first row. And I love Bobon, but I also know that you know he can play in four or five minute stretches. That's it. That's all he well, can yeah. give you.
1: I mean, the man he has giant lungs, Right. <laughs> but I mean, imagine just <laughs> like his legs each weigh one hundred and fifty pounds. You know, like that's a, that's a lot to. He's just, the heaviest man in just, basketball just to move. Yeah, wait, mm-hmm. right, but he's thin as. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like what exactly like ten percent body fat. Yeah, <laughs> but he just happens to be the, the the biggest player in the in the NBA. But that was a cool adjustment, and I'm I, I'm I kind of applaud uh, Carlisle for even trying that. I mean, when he's looking down at his bench and he goes, "I can't," I, I, Luke is not the same. Let me see what I can do. That's what I would like to see. If I'm a Mavericks fan, I'm going. I, you know, I'm like I have to give him some credit for trying anything. And this in that game, you know, I would assume most Dallas fans would be like, "Okay, well, Luke is gone, but we still got this guy Porzingis that was supposed to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. He had some moments. He's had moments in the in this series and in some games. Uh, but you know, it's pretty clear the drop off is significant from Doncic to Porzingis. Whereas you know, when when Luca was a rookie, and maybe KP still feels this way, but I I I think KP still thinks he's as good as Luca. He's not. and it's not it's not even close. Right. And and but that's I think that's the thing from a Mavericks perspective when you look at that. You go, okay, yeah, Tim had a rough night. Klaber couldn't hit a shot. You would hope that Porzingis, you know, playing almost thirty minutes, would have more than eighteen points and get you somewhere close to it because he is. He's tough to guard for your team. Nobody, you don't have the size. I mean, with Ibaka being hurt, you don't have the size to to match up with him. And we know that he's allergic to the paint. Um, but that would be something I think most Mavericks fans would hope that Porzingis does better. But also, maybe from their from their history with him, go maybe we don't expect that from from him. But that was what I was hoping to see as far as competitive nature for this. It's like okay, Luca's down. KP goes. Let me let me see if I can do something. And he had 18 points, but. You know, it wasn't – he didn't take the game over by any means.
0: No, the killers are when Finney Smith and when Tim Hardaway and – Jalen Brunson. Brunson, who I love. Like, give me that dude on my team.
1: He's a winner. Totally. Two championships Mm -hmm. at at Villanova. His
0: pops was a clipper. I remember – that's how old I am. So, you know, he's a gamer. I really like him a lot. It's when those guys beat you is when you lose the series. So – Moving forward, game five tomorrow, we just got to keep the same energy. What a difference a week makes. I'm telling you, bro, you saw me. I was on the (laughs) cliff last week. My parents have not called me. I haven't talked to my parents in like nine days, guys. My parents know that to not call me. And it's funny because I finally called my mom this morning. And I'm like, you know, you you can call me. You know, just just because the Clippers are losing doesn't mean you have to completely avoid me. (laughs) But I totally understand. Now... We're gonna we're gonna get this game five, Drew, and then I want I want to take this series. If we lose game five, I'm gonna be this is gonna ugh, well you can't. Think. I
1: mean, it, this would be the first win of the series for you at home. It's vital for you to take advantage of this space, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, let's say Luca can be 100, you know, three days from now, you got to take advantage of of him being you know just a little off. Um, if that's the case tomorrow night, you should definitely win that game if he's not 100. percent And if you don't, that'll be an issue, of course. Um, and, of course, if he's 100%, then it's, then it's back to a coin flip because Luca. I mean, in game three, 44-9-9. Nine nine, what else can he possibly do? He's doing it all. But, again,
0: Kawhi and Paul George right. are doing exactly what they do, and they need their flowers, okay? Say, say something nice about Paul George media because he's doing it. <laughs> he's doing it right now. All right, moving on. You have yeah. a huge game tonight. Yeah. Some
1: might say the biggest game of the season. Yeah, that's fair. Game five in Phoenix. The Anthony you're nervous. Davis.
0: I think you're nervous, Drew.
1: The Anthony Davis saga continues. There's not much else to say here. I mean, sometimes it can just be very simple. If we don't have Anthony Davis, w- we probably sh- won't get out of this round, and we certainly won't win a championship. So it, 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 there's no real need for me to analyze what's happening. We played two great games in a row: Game two and Game three. We showed out. We did well. We won those games, uh, and then we probably would have been in for a nice dogfight in in game four. These games have been, I, I think, really great as far as competitive uh, competitiveness and energy. Chippy as hell, too. super chippy. Just mm. a lot of talking. I love it. It's mm. exactly the playoff basketball that I seek out. I want to watch games like that. But you know, I think just the way. I mean, it's not it's not as clear night and day as Luca being injured for Dallas. Because uh, we still have LeBron James, you do have that guy, and with him on my on my team, I always think that we're in it. I'm never going to sit here and say that LeBron can't will us to a victory in this round, but it, you know, he's still, you know, I don't know what he would put himself at as far as percentage wise. We know he had that catastrophic eye poke. <laughs> uh, he also, and, you and know, the shoulder, the dislocation, sho- his shoulder was was uh, removed uh-huh. uh, at one point, point. <laughs> and then the ankle injury, right? So I mean, I just Ooh. look. I, I, Without a doubt in my mind, I still think we have a, a, a chance to win game five, but with no Anthony Davis and no Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, who I didn't think I was going to be relying on, You're relying I was, on I've was i been hoping for the last five years, whatever, four years, that we don't <laughs> have to rely on this man, but he delivers shit for us in the playoffs, and I have to tip my cap to him. He, he showed out huge in the bubble last year, mostly in the finals. His shooting has been a little wayward this year as normal, but... His defense on Booker in Game 3 was tremendous. Um, so not only are we out Anthony Davis, we're out, probably out KCP. Schroeder fucking rolled his ankle. It just it just seems like one of those seasons that's catching up with us. And if Anthony Davis, um, who we know is not going to play in Game 5, if he's not going to be back at all or if he's going to be back at 50% of, of what he's been putting out, this it's going to be pretty bleak. It's going to be very hard for us to get out of this series even though Paul uh, Chris Paul... It's still not hundred percent. So look, I'm I'm going into Game Five expecting the Lakers to lose. That's what I expect.
0: Let me give you the stat of the day. Go ahead. Had to dive deep on this. LeBron James teams have lost five straight Game Fives on the road in a best of seven series. I don't know who does these stats. Winner tied two two. Braun has averaged twenty eight point six eight and eight, and had two triple doubles in those games. So and they've still lost. Yes, five straight. Game fives. So, if history repeats itself, it'll be an L. I got something to say about Anthony Davis, though, because it has to be concerning for a Laker fan. Yeah. The amount of times, again, we make fun of him because he falls and he has a catastrophic injury every single game. I'd be concerned at the fact that how random all these injuries are. It's a groin. It's a knee. It's an ankle. It's Mm -hmm. a back. It's a neck. It's a shoulder. So, in the off season, and again, I'm not a trainer or anything like that, but it seems to me that you really gotta work on your lower body, like your core, your legs. Cause he's not stable. Something's not right with him. Being such a really great athlete that he is, mm-hmm. you know, we never saw Akeem have these kind of injuries? I don't even remember Patrick Ewing having these injuries. You know, David Robinson, Shaq didn't have this kind of he's stuff. A, he's a
1: different player than all. Okay, those I guys. get it,
0: but I'm just saying, like, it just seems you're right that something needs to happen in the or
1: you need yoga or something. Well, I was gonna say Tom Brady's got a pretty good routine that he's doing. I mean, the guy's 43 years old, he's still playing and winning Super Bowls. Maybe let's get on the TB12, start drinking avocado shakes and eating avocado ice cream and doing Pilates and shit. And I don't mean that jokingly. It's kind of funny, but I, I mean, I'm kind of serious. Like he does need to, I, I mean, LeBron is a, I said Tom Brady, but LeBron, the guy on his fucking team is a picture perfect example of how to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So my hope is, is like, he doesn't have to go to Tom Brady or some other person on the planet. He can knock on LeBron's door. Who's, I don't know, probably within 30 minutes driving and be like, I'm going to just do what you do today. <laughs> so let's just do that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to hang out with Bron and and when bron takes his vacation okay ad go go take your vacation whatever when 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 lebron comes back and he goes i you know i'm spending 2 million dollars this year on my body for the entire year as far as trainers and equipment and recovery Chats. i would love i would love anthony davis to join that mm-hmm. program god knows he has enough money to afford it but also i mean look injury being injury prone is is something that haunts different players right. for different reasons
0: but is that is that concerning to you You've, we put in a bunch of money to sign him. He's supposed to be the future of the franchise once LeBron
1: leaves, if that ever happens. <laughs> yeah. It would be concerning to me. Yeah, sure. I mean, yes. Uh, yeah, he's he's fragile. So, yes, it's concerning. But, I, you know, that's – no one can predict whether or not he's going to have this kind of problem for the remainder of his career or if he's going to be able to be injury-free. A lot of it is just kind of random moments. like Like we've said, I mean, like – him coming down on that, uh, the, you know, the layup at the end of the half where he didn't take the ball to the rack very aggressively, kind of thought he was going to get fouled and then landed weird. That's kind of a freak thing. Like, uh-huh. and, and then, you know, now he, he, somehow he injured his groin because he landed weird. Like, you know, I I don't know how much you can do to prevent that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's only so much you can do. Sometimes someone's going to fall on your ankle like mm-hmm. LeBron. Um and that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles, you know. So what do you think of for game 5? I
0: mean, are you, are you nervous? Do you think this is going to are the Lakers going to win a title? Are they going to get out of this this round? Cuz Phoenix seems like they really they really want it.
1: Yeah, and and I, I really enjoyed that. I I do think it helps the Lakers to have a team like Phoenix that just keeps talking cuz that's motivating for us. You it's,
0: mentioned in our pre in our pre, you know, show the rundown know, the rundown that we do before every show, you were saying to me that you like the fact that Phoenix is talking shit and it's getting chippy and campaign for whatever reason thinks he can talk to the king and they're not scared. And you, you kind of like it.
1: I, I think it's very important for us because, like I said in the last episode, we, we are slow starters. Um, and I think something that motivates, especially LeBron, is somebody that he knows he's superior than talking shit to him, a.k.a. Jay Crowder. Cameron Payne pretty much anybody on Phoenix is everyone that whole team is just talking shit the whole game and I'm I'm really I appreciate it I'm very happy about it like even just removing my my Laker relation my fandom for the Lakers I love this shit Mm. that's what I love like the competitive nature that's happening in this series is fantastic but for a Lakers team that sometimes needs a kick in the ass Phoenix is like here we'll kick you in the ass and it does wake us up Um, but you know. I'm. I'm not expecting to win this game, Game Five. Okay. Uh, my hope is that Kuzma, <laughs> <laughs> Morris, um, you know, West Matthews, Caruso, these uh, that you know, our 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 role players. If we have any hope for winning, two or three of them are going to have to step up. They're going to have to hit shots. One of them is going to have to score a lot of points. Mm-hmm. And you're hoping that's Kuzma. Kuzma would be your best bet, but no, not recently. Right. I mean, shit, man, the guy's the streakiest motherfucker I've ever met. Like, it, this is insane. How how he can go for twenty-seven one night. This is back in the regular season. He hasn't even scratched twenty points, you know, since the playoffs started. But go for twenty-seven in the next game. He has like zero points. So like, I, I'm just hoping that maybe Kuz, because he is that streaky guy, maybe we can he can get an easy three to start, and then he can have a twenty-point night for us. But again, that's just that's just being hopeful, just to hope. The, the bottom line is, without Anthony Davis, um, LeBron's going to have to put in a Luka Doncic type of effort mm-hmm. in order for us to win. Um, and that's also going to have to coincide with Drummond and Gasol and Harrell at least bothering <laughs> DeAndre Ayton and making him work um, because he's been stellar this entire series. I, I My hat is off to that man. Uh, he was an Arizona guy. He he. It, there's a chance that he got my favorite Arizona coach, Second favorite Arizona coach fired, um, but certainly got Tony Bland in trouble. We talked at length uh, a few episodes ago about how he's the X factor for this Phoenix Suns team yes. and he has been delivering yes. every game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't say enough about him and I'm very impressed with him and he's, he's actually making a, a name for himself, you know, amongst the guys that we're seeing in his draft class that are just spectacular. Trey Young, Luka Doncic. Aiden's like, hey, you know what? They pick me first over you guys. You guys are probably better players than I am. But he is contributing what this team needs. D- he's just doing much better than I could have ever expected. And I think he's going to have a monster game. Like, honestly, like, why why wouldn't he have a monster game tonight? Um, unless, of course, those three guys that I mentioned, our centers, can, can kind of corral him and at least make him work, make it difficult for him. Uh, the other thing is, is like, KCP did a great job on Booker. I mentioned that. Wes Matthews, I think, can can agitate Booker and, and, and make it difficult, but he's not nearly as quick as KCP. Uh-huh. Um, so if we have any hope, it has to be somebody's going to hit some shots for us other than LeBron. And one of those guys, or at least two or three of those guys on Aiton and Booker can corral them a little bit. But that's so many things that have to go right for us to win this game. I think Phoenix just plays their normal game. They're going to beat us tonight. And something that is, has really been escaping the Lakers, even with our championship run last year in the bubble, is shooting. And so I don't think that's going to change you know, just randomly one over night. one night. Yeah. We're not going to go from a you know 30% shooting team to a, a 50% three-point shooting team. It's not going to happen. It can happen for one game. It can. And so my hope is that that happens. But I'm going with realistic expectations. We're going to be down 3-2. We got to go back to LA no after we faith, lose this game. Drew, no faith. No faith. No. You got the king though, which is why I still we still have a chance. I've said that. Like with LeBron on our my team, I, I always think we have a chance in a game. Mm-hmm. And that's true. He could definitely pull it. It's also like the it would be like the perfect LeBron game, right? He he likes to pick his spots. He likes to, you know, work his narrative and he this could be a perfect opportunity for be like, "Why did nobody have me voted for MVP? Let okay. me show you I should have been MVP mm-hmm. and here's how I'll do it. I'll I'll take game 5 in Phoenix." despite those records that you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you recently said that he, you know, he doesn't win game fives away. Um, but I think the smartest thing for us, I'm, I'm okay with wrestling Anthony Davis. I think that's the, that's the other thing I want to mention. It's like, it, it's all right for us to go down three, two. We have game six. Obviously that'll be a must win because it's, At home. if we don't, mm-hmm. then we're out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, I think it's, we got to pick our spots here. So uh, we got to, we have to play hard, which I think we will. And I would love to to not lose by thirty. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping for.
0: <laughs> All right, staying out west, Utah's pretty much going to close out this series soon. Memphis had one one really good game, uh, but but Utah's up three one. You got anything? I, by the way, listeners, I want to bring this up about our boy Drew over here. We've had almost we've had two hundred episodes, and he has finally got a notebook. You've purchased a notepad and now take notes during the game. I'm so. Happy for you. So, do you have any notes? I know you have a joke in there. <laughs> Drew, <laughs> Drew likes to write down jokes, too. You had a joke about Memphis, I think.
1: Yeah, there was, I, there was a note um, about Memphis that I had. Um, and it was regarding Memphis barbers. Um, you've, you've spent a, a significant amount of time in Memphis. Yes. I would imagine there's quite a few barbers.
0: Plenty of barbershops. And
1: I'm sure they do a good job. They do. Apparently, the Grizzlies do not know where they're located. <laughs> because... Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, and Valanchunas all need a, a very nice lineup. And uh, the, the note really was around Dylan Brooks because I don't know what look he's going for. The most intriguing uh, aspect of Dylan Brooks' look is his weird goatee. And it looks a lot like Trey Young's hair. It, it, <laughs> it looks like the back of Trey Young's hair. Like he just took a clump of that and, and taped it to his chin. Glu- oh. Glued it. Elmer's glued it to his chin. I don't know what he's going for, but um, they all need some help. And I, I was just—I was shocked by that because I think Memphis, you know, they hold it down when it comes to to barbers. And Ja always looks good. Yeah, he's got the little streak in his hair now
0: too. Ja's has got, you know, got the, the nice little,
1: hair thing got, going. Got the little color piece. Desmond in there. Bain is like the most lined up guy I've I've seen. Looking clean. Yeah, that guy. I also just really like him as well. He's, he seems like a, a really solid pickup for that organization. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know.
0: Well, let's stick on Trey Young because it's obvious now that, you know, next to Kyrie, he's probably like the most hated guy in, uh, by fans right now. We're going to talk about fans in a minute, but, uh, you know, he's shining right now. Atlanta, I don't know what's happening in New York. Sorry, Knicks fans. Like, at least you made it to the playoffs. But in, in my eyes, it's not looking like this is going to end well for New York. Julius has just been shit in the bed. And it's got to be frustrating after having such a great season. And, and you know, uh, my boy from the Die Hard Knicks podcast texted me and was like, man, something magical is happening in New York right now after that victory, right. after their win. And I'm just like, mm, you might not want to piss off Trey.
1: Yeah, I just think Atlanta's the better team. And I think that's unfortunate for Knicks fans and for the Knicks organization. They got matched up with a team that is better than them at every single position um outside of Julius Randle, but because Julius is playing so poorly, that they have everyone is better. Like John Collins is outperforming Julius Randle on a nightly basis in this series. And that was something that I, I don't think many people could have predicted. Uh maybe some did. But I would have never imagined Julius going from being an, a very efficient scorer to not being able to break 20 points in a game, not be able to hit you know more than five shots in a game. Uh, that has been I think the most surprising aspect of this series, more than, you know, the fact that Trey has been playing his ass off and uh, you know, that Bogdanovich is solid, it that, that Burks and Derek Rose have been great at times for the Knicks. It's it's been Julius' did, did you see
0: the did you see the Derek Rose when Julius got the technical foul or the flagrant foul and Derek was sitting on the bench just staring at while everybody else was giving Julius like high fives and patting him on the ass? For getting that flagrant uh-huh. like way to play rose was pissed bro D- didn't acknowledge him yeah. was just staring at him like dude you can't we're trying to win the game yeah, why what are, you are you doing this right
1: and i think i unfortunately for julius this is one of the maybe the one of those growing pains moments mm-hmm. right it took him a long time to get into a playoff series he finally got there as the man right and then really is is under underwhelming in this series to say the least but i just i do think it's unfortunate for the Knicks, the Hawks are a good team. They they they're finally kind of meshing as a group. Uh, Bogdanovich has been tremendous for them. I think Danilo is is doing Minus good. Minus the haircut, Danilo's doing good things. Yeah, there's another guy who needs a barber. <laughs> uh, Danilo's doing good things. Um, Capella, Collins, everybody's everyone's playing well for Agreed. that team. Uh, Lou Will getting in the game and and doing his People, thing. He won, yeah. He won one of the games for them, and nobody says anything. Everything's Trey <laughs> up. Like Lou Will
0: came in and got like eight straight buckets. Lou Will's just being Lou Will. So shout out to
1: you, Lou. Lou. Yeah, I, I just look. The, the Knicks have overperformed all year, right? And it's just catching up with them right. now. They were a great team, and I still. I mean, it's three one, so we can all we can put that series to bed most likely. But I still think Julius has a forty-point yeah, game one. in him. He's get, got one in him, and right. this would be the time to pull it out. You're back at home. They're going back home. Yeah, right? they're back home. Okay. It's a game five, and every Knicks fan would love to see him drop, you know, at least twenty-five or thirty. And he's been doing that for them all season long. So it it does it does it's you know anticlimactic for the Knicks fans. But I just think also they need to look around and be appreciative of what this team accomplished. Right,
0: you weren't going to win the chip.
1: They were right. never going to win a championship. Right. They're not going to beat Bur- the Brooklyn. They're not going to beat Milwaukee. They're mm-hmm. not going to beat Philly. Uh, so f- for them to be a four seed when most people pick them to not make the play-in right uh i mean tremendous tremendous effort it's just not coming together for them right now and it is for the the hawks everything seems to be going the right way for the for I, the hawks
0: i'm looking forward to seeing trey back at the garden after what happened absolutely last time they that's going to be oh, interesting yeah.
1: i'm uh, yeah I mean, getting
0: spit on—that's. I mean,
1: I, we're going to get into that in a sec. That's let's, ridiculous. Let's, I
0: know. Let's let's finish the playoff thing sure. really quick.
1: Um, I did want to mention real quick. Okay. John Morant. I know we blew past the, mm-hmm. the Memphis thing. John Morant is is establishing himself as a, a, an elite athlete, maybe up there with Derrick Rose and Westbrook as the most athletic point guard we've ever seen. I love when he tries to uh, dunk on Gobert. I hope he on keeps everybody. It. He just yeah. No, but I, Gobert I, sent that shit right. Oh, back. absolutely. Like, Once. Right. And then in, in that same game. He didn't jump also. Right. Gobert completely one dunk in the fourth quarter was like, nope, I'm not gonna jump, I'm not gonna do it, because I think he's gonna get me one right. of these times. But he absolutely Gobert did a great job on that first mm-hmm. uh the big block attempt that that Jaw took it to him. But what doing what Jaw has done, uh, I I just I have to mention that. It, it the level of scoring was was playoff record level of scoring. Only George Miken scored more points in his first two playoff mm-hmm. games ever in the NBA history. And we all know George Mike played a long time ago, so that is a very impressive stat. And they got a gem there. Their whole team, I the think. The whole team, they're young. Yeah, this is. I mean, kind of. It's it's it is interesting. Like the the way that I feel about the Knicks is kind of similar to the way I feel about the Grizzlies. Overachieved a little bit, both teams this year. Maybe maybe right on 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 par for for Memphis, um, but running up against opponents that are ready to to play them. And I think next year is looking up for both those squads. Well, and is a superstar. He will be a superstar
0: yeah. you know, in the next couple of years. He's not there
1: yet. He's amazing. Right. He's amazing. And, and Conley, as we know, I mean, he's an older guy, but lockdown, quote-unquote lockdown defender mm. for a lot of his career. He not has, happening with he has no business guarding Jaws is a different so beast. So Jaw's is it, just tremendous, and it, it just sucks that they're probably going to get bounced. But the fact that they stole game one, I think that's, that was you know, a nod to them. I'm stoked Washington got one. Right, Wizards. I'm stoked the Wizards got one. I thought they would. I I thought there would be one. They'd fight
0: one out, and it took Embiid
1: going down. It did,
0: and and it's funny. It's not funny, but like when Embiid was out of the game, I'm looking at Philly, and I'm like, Yo, they're not good. No, like you remove Embiid from that situation, like you're in trouble. You're gonna need if you were trying to win the chip, which they can when he's healthy. Like you can, they have an opportunity to do that, or at least get out of the East. Um, But without him, there is no chance. Like, if Embiid's gone these next three games, I think Washington can sneak off a couple more. At least one more.
1: I I think you're right. Mm -hmm. And I I think it would be wise for Philly to rest Embiid for as much time as they need because they know as soon as he does step on the floor, they should win the game. Right. So now, of course, they would love to be able to win the last game of the series without him on on the court, right? Because then he gets to rest, and then he gets to fully rest before the next series Mm -hmm. starts uh, with presumably the Hawks' in a week or so, but you're absolutely right. I mean, there, it, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when Steph was out for the Warriors, I don't mean to say it's that bad, but it does have a little bit of that feeling. When Steph doesn't play for the Warriors, it's like, whoa, this team is uh, w- pretty bad. <laughs> and then and the same thing, kind of that was my same reaction when Embiid wasn't on the floor. It's just like, uh-oh, like this is not okay. Right. <laughs> and Which is weird because, I, you know, Simmons should be able to do more Toby within, can do. Can Toby's do mo- fine. Mm-hmm. I think Toby's fine, and I think you know when if, if Embiid isn't going to play, uh, again, th- this series is not going to be won by the Wizards. But if Embiid's not going to play, you expect Toby and Simmons. Those are the two guys that you go. All right, let's go. Let's go make this our game. Mm-hmm. And you really Simmons in the post. Simmons going into the lane. He had that forty-two point game against the Bucks. I think it was when Embiid didn't play after the knee problem uh, later later in the in the regular season. I think there's also something going into a game knowing Embiid isn't going to play that helps the rest of those guys. Like, if they know before the game starts... Well, are, Doc's going to have them prepped. I'm going to... No, but, like, consider this, right? Like, Embiid starts the game. They go, cool. Like, we're just going to have, like, our normal game. Then mm. he goes out unexpectedly, and it's like, okay, on the fly. Now we have to adjust. Mm. Whereas if you go into a game already knowing he's not going to play, Simmons, Harris, uh, the rest of the guys on that squad, Seth... Um, they all go okay. I you know I probably need to be ready to step up and and shoot more and and this is how we're gonna play. Um. So you know I just and I, of course recently I think Simmons has been pretty terrible offensively. Free throw shooting. Is so, horrific. but maybe this is an opportunity for him to like shake the cobwebs off. So game five of that series is is tomorrow on Wednesday, June second. Also, it's June, bro. I what don't happened even there? Want to talk about it. Um, what year so, is it? <laughs> Jesus. Exactly. So I you know what, I, I would I think it would make a lot of sense to, to sit and bead um in that game and then see like go ahead and give the ball to Simmons. See if he can, you know, you know, mess around and, and go, you know, get some points and get some buckets under his belt and see a free throw drop every once in a while.
0: That's what Dallas should have done with Luca though. If Luca was feeling like that after right. game three, I had mentioned to you that like he could have had five days off to try to, to, to rest or to get treatment or whatever and instead it probably got worse so I'm all for si- sitting Embiid this game and maybe the next if so you know
1: yeah I mean you don't want it to go to game 7 no. right but you know I think this one it would be fine um, for them to, to, to toy around with that and of course if he's feeling up to it then obviously get him out there and then, and then rest him mm-hmm. in leading up to the next round but it is shocking how similar um, I feel about the Sixers without Embiid as I feel about my Lakers team without Anthony Davis good teams both But when those key components aren't there, there's no chance they're going to do anything in these playoffs, in my opinion. Both those teams, even though I would take my Lakers squad without Davis over the uh, the Philly squad without Embiid. In case you guys didn't know,
0: because it happened so quickly, been waiting all week to talk about this. The Bucks beat the Heat, right, in four games. Four games, swept (laughs) the defending Eastern Conference champions. Okay, (laughs) and I want to know why. And you and I had a text. Battle over this the other night. Why does Jimmy Butler not get the same hate that Paul? I'm going back to Paul George because (laughs) y'all killed my boy. All right. You tore my man's confidence down. Why is Jimmy Butler not getting the same um, hate? Right. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Butler quotes himself. I'm stupidly locked into these playoffs. He was horrible. You want to talk about not showing up in a playoff series. I mean, the whole squad was, was terrible. Drogic was their best player on the t- on, on yeah. the, the whole series, but you're all NBA player. You're the face of the franchise. You're looking to get 180 million dollars this coming summer.
1: He's too old for that.
0: And I I I'm for not paying him 180 million dollars. Too I, old for that. I did a, I did a post on our page today on a poll. Like is should you pay the man or you know don't pay the man? I don't think he's worth 180 million dollars, especially after this. But Drew, answer the question. And I don't care what you can say, oh, but pandemic. Everybody wants to go back to playoff P. I get it. He said playoff <laughs> P. I understand. No, There's a, there's not too many more players in the NBA that talks more shit than Jimmy Butler. But people like it because he says it in like this this funny, passive way. And he tends to back it up. He does. But you sure sell of back. It, Yeah,
1: he didn't do that this
0: round. You deserve all of the criticism. And he's just not getting it. So somebody explain to me why not. Why is the
1: media giving this guy a pass? I wish I had an explanation for you. You don't have any in your notes over there. Not on this. Not on this. <laughs> okay. Um I think Jimmy is just uh for some reason more liked throughout the NBA more than Paul George. And I, I, I can't necessarily articulate that reason. <laughs> okay. But the criticism of him is accurate. And we are removed from Miami. We're we're about as far away from Miami as we can get. Thank God. Um <laughs> I don't need Miami. But and, and so maybe in in you know in the in the Miami heat fan groups they're all saying man Jimmy was garbage this year but they're bubble frauds drew I think the thing is like what people are doing is in this particular moment in time they're just saying man Milwaukee got so much better right so the, the story goes well look at that like M- Miami was able to beat him last year but with drew and all the uh, new addition I mean Bryn Forbes played his, some of his best basketball of his life in this series and outscored Jimmy Butler for the entire series which is that's a whole another reason why Jimmy should be criticized but I do think in this particular scenario Milwaukee was supposed to win this series right Milwaukee was absolutely supposed to win this they were supposed to win it last year they were supposed to beat this team last year they had the two-time reigning MVP they still I mean all of those things would point to the fact that the story uh, around Miami beating Milwaukee last year was damn Milwaukee's bad this year it's damn Milwaukee's good and I think that's just what it is we're, I think we're more impressed by what how Milwaukee looks just one year removed with a couple tweaks of the roster and how much ready they are to attack uh, you- this postseason and it and it the story doesn't become about Jimmy somehow but with the Clippers, it was all about Paul George. And I don't I, I don't know how to how to answer that. But question. you but you can't win one game? Like you can't give us one right. balls out game to win one? And
0: do does Miami Heat fans and like the media forget that Jimmy Butler like shot his shot at like the greatest Heat player of all time's wife? Like do people forget that? literally shot his shot at Gabrielle union. And we're just going to give it a pass too.
1: So D Wade was quick to respond. I'm fine
0: with that. I'm just saying, (laughs) dude, I don't appreciate it. And I just think if we're going to, cause look, look, homie, if we lose the, if the Clippers going back to the Clippers and I apologize, we lose this series, obviously it's going to be, they're going to go to Paul George for whatever. It can't be Kawhi. They're not going to blame the series on Zubac. You know what I mean?
1: But, uh, they probably should though. If no, you lose this series. It, fuck, if Luca you just, lose this series, it's gonna be Ty Lu again. Right. I mean, unless unless Paul George has like an O for a game where right. he just doesn't make anything. Right. And then and then hits the side of the backboard again. Uh, you know
0: how many players have hit the side of the backboard <laughs> in the playoffs too? I want to talk about this. <laughs> it's happening. Just stop giving my boy hate, man. Stop giving my boy hate. I just feel I just felt like there should have been some Stephen A. should have said something like, <laughs> "Yo, you, you didn't win one." Right, and I get it. Milwaukee's great. They made all the 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 from from the bubble last year. They recognized the adjustments that they needed to make as far as clientele personnel to get in for the squad. But and they did get better. They surrounded Giannis with the right players. Yeah, exactly what they needed.
1: Absolutely, and you know, I think that, and, and I think that's it. I think you know the story was always going to be about Milwaukee. Okay. More than it is about the losers in that series, which was the Heat. And I also think Bam Adebayo needs to be, um, you know, a little bit responsible here. He also didn't have a good series.
0: Tyler was horrible. But I
1: look. I mean, like, like part of the reason I was excited for this series when it started was because this is it was the ultimate revenge game, the uh, ultimate revenge series for the Bucks, uh, the team that beat them last year. That nobody, very few people were picking to beat them. They they fuck they pulled it off last year and I just think Budenholzer the whole coaching staff they had all that tape they go this is they're Miami was virtually the same team as last year I think they were desperately missing Crowder um, and Ariza is not the same player as Crowder as much as people thought that was he gonna was happen. starting I they were playing Ariza way, <laughs> way too many too minutes
0: he played like thirty and, minutes and
1: Iguodala both right. way way too many minutes so they're missing Crowder I already said that they were missing Linux last episode I think that that still holds true. So while Miami didn't get any better this year, yeah, I think that's that's widely accepted. The Bucks did, and they took care of business the way that we probably thought they were going to take care of business last year. But you're right, Jimmy and Bam and everyone. I mean Spolstra, everybody needs to take that one on the chin. Um, and I, I, you know, I think they will. I, I, I think maybe some of the Paul George stuff is because he seems to th- consider himself a superstar. Jimmy doesn't. No, no, no. Oh, let me let me finish this. Mm they both do. They both consider themselves superstars, but I think Paul George considers himself a superstar. And I don't know if many of his peers view him in that light. I think a lot of the other guys around the league accept Jimmy as a superstar for some reason. I, I, again, I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers to this, but I think that's maybe some of it. If
0: nobody's going to give him the hate clips and drew, will give shine light (laughs) on the hate because somebody has got to say it. So I said it. Yeah, that was piss poor. So I don't know, Drew, Mm. if it's, the planet's aligning right now. If it's something in the air, I don't know what happened this past week where fans are just going fucking crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Like when did we, we waited a year and a half to get fans back into the arenas and now they're doing some dumbass stuff, spitting on players, throwing popcorn, throwing water bottles. Where, where is this coming from? In no form on earth should you ever spit on another human being. It is literally the biggest form, the most disrespectful thing you could possibly do, let alone do it to a basketball player playing in a game. With his back turned. With his back turned to you. The popcorn, eh, if you did it to another player, probably something wouldn't have happened. You shouldn't do that anyways. Yeah, none
1: of it is excusable.
0: None of it's excusable at all. Um, and I was, it was funny because I, I called our boy, Tom Thomas, last night because I was going to post... A funny meme that i sent to you i thought it was hilarious and i thought our listeners and our followers of the page would find it hilarious it was funny and you know when i send you like yo bro is this appropriate or not that <laughs> means i'm really i'm really torn yeah honestly. you're towing the line a little bit so i had to, i called Eton about it and we talked and this is a, obviously a former player um we talked at length for 45 minutes on how there is a line in the sand like all four shit talking shit talking is part of the game it's part of sports it is what it is but there is a line that you cannot cross. And that goes into everyday life as well. Drew, if you spit on me, we're going to have issues. Right. Same same thing. Yeah. Um, but I will say this. Look, man, what Kyrie did with stepping on Lucky is extremely disrespectful. It's just disrespectful to a fan base and you know, people who take that team very seriously. I, I got chills saying this because I take my team very seriously. And it's a slap in the face. And I understand they were chanting, fuck you, Kyrie. Boston doesn't like Kyrie. And he should know why they don't like him. He knows. Everybody knows why. But like, you know, you just lose the game. You see Kyrie do this. This 21-year-old child gets upset and throws a quarter water bottle at Kyrie. It's not a rock. It's not a batteries like other people used to get back in the day. It's wrong. But the fact that you're going to get charged for assault and go to jail. And now Boston is having a petition getting signed to get Kyrie arrested for assault, for throwing a ball in the stands. So what is the difference between throwing a ball in the stands at fans mm. or throwing a water bottle at Kyrie? Secondly, with this question, if I went to a Clipper-Laker home game, right? If me and you go to a Clipper-Laker home game, it's a Laker it's a Laker home game. And I walk up to the Chick Hearn- statue that's right in front of will call at staples and i smack him in the fucking face right in front of laker fans if i go up and bitch slap chick Kern, god rest his soul i'm knocking on wood what would laker fans do to me right i'd get my ass kicked right definitely fortunately clippers don't have any any statues anywhere around staples so they couldn't (laughs) you know desecrate any any of our stuff but look how would that make you feel i totally understand how the fan felt yeah um throwing throwing anything is wrong but to get this kid arrested and like he's going to get jail time for this is absolutely wrong.
1: Well, I mean all the the Kyrie thing specifically seemed very avoidable and unnecessary. He didn't need the, his team is going to beat the Celtics, man. And also this is it's not it's not like his last game in Boston ever. Like you got to go back, bro. You're Every year. <laughs> They're in the same fucking division. 3 times a year. You going to go there's a lot of games coming up, man. This is the dumbest thing that he could have done. I
0: agree.
1: Completely undeserving of anything being thrown at him. Uh, that just can't happen. I mean, I, I I don't want to get into like a tit for tat. Like, did was Kyrie's thing worse, or was the the guy who threw the bottle worse? Like, they're both fucking dumb decisions. But Kyrie stepping on the logo, I mean, like, what are you? You're kind of asking for something to happen right. after that. You're certainly asking for some sort of hate to come from the Celtics fans. And look, man, we, we know you don't like Boston. Right. <laughs> Everybody knows you're not and a Boston fan. Boston doesn't like you. Right. <laughs> but like, I just remember like something that, that put it into perspective You know, back when, when the bubble was in full flux and the NBA was canceled and they were just playing replays of, of old NBA hardwood classic games. And that's how I could. I was watching South Korean baseball and I was watching 80s playoff games. If you recall, this, the garden was, they used to fucking storm the court. So things, we I think putting things in perspective, 20, 30 years ago, Kyrie, if you would have done that, Boston fans would have attacked you mm-hmm. on the court, mm-hmm. not with the water bottle that was empty. But with fucking fists and punches, and like the the cops would have had to come in to like help you. A mob. It would have been a, a problem. There was a. I'm pretty sure this was a 1978 or 79 game. This it was the the the. Suns, Larry had to run off the. Court well, there was there's one in particular that I saw. The Suns and the sick and the Celtics, and it was a game in the Celtics. It was the triple overtime game. It was an unbelievable game, uh, finals matchup, and uh, at one point the Celtics fans thought they had won the game, which they didn't, uh, and they all stormed the floor and referees were being punched in the face by something and they thought they won the game and the referees were being punched in the face so i just think you know a little perspective here is, is always important because imagine that scene unfolding in today's you know nba these players would they would be scared in their boots and those players had to endure that after every playoff series <laughs> and it wasn't just boston fans that would storm the court mm. lakers fans all these you were allowed to do that shit in back in the day and talk about being afraid. That's a moment to be scared of, not of popcorn being dumped on me or water. It's completely disrespectful. I, I don't want to get this twisted in any mm-hmm. other way. I, 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 the condoning, uh, you cannot condone this kind of fan behavior. Spitting on people, throwing bottles, throwing popcorn, running onto the court for that Sixers fan or Wizards fan, whoever that fucking idiot was. Idiot. They're all morons. All these people are stupid. <laughs> If people keep doing this, there are going to be more and more restrictions on what you can do as a fan in the NBA arena. Do you know what it's going to be? It, yeah, go ahead. Well, sorry, I brought it up with Etan. They're going to have to do a hockey thing, bro.
0: Like if you put a keep, put a wall up. Yeah, that, that's what's. And the best part about going to and watching basketball and going to a basketball game is being able to have your feet on the floor see the players, and now what's going to happen because of these dumbasses. Or a net, just a net up the whole, net the whole arena. And that sucks.
1: Yeah, your vision's going to be blocked
0: But if these guys keep doing this, I don't blame them for doing that because sometimes players feel, fans for whatever reason feel like, since they paid for the ticket, that they can do and say whatever they want. We've seen these run-ins with Russell Westbrook. We saw what happened with IT um, you know, a couple years back. Mm -hmm. And it happens all the time. I just think that Man, that petition to get Kyrie arrested for a... I I mean it's the same thing is it not
1: like throwing a ball on the stand same thing or no no but but i I, I definitely am not going to be riding for Kyrie on this one no. either mm-hmm. right like I'm sorry dude he he knows the fan base right they used to cheer for him. he also saw them really attack the opposing teams when when he was on the Celtics, so I just he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Kyrie could have expected to happen after he did that on the center court, which was again completely avoidable and unnecessary. You're going to win this series mm-hmm. and you're significantly better than, than the Celtics. It just doesn't make any sense. And then also like for him to be like Mr. Peace, love and and, mm-hmm. and then you go do shit like that. I mean, like pick a lane, baby, you know pick, pick a lane. You can't be Mr. I love everybody, love, 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 love. And then after blowing out, you know, a Celtics team, uh, in a, in a series that, that's not going to be close. I Go mean, shout, the, out, shout out to Tatum. I mean, yeah, he, he showed he, up. What a, what an unbelievable f- performance for them to win any, any game mm-hmm. in this series. But I just like what, what, pick one, dude. You walked to the logo, lucky the logo,
0: Boston, which is like synonymous with Boston. Like you see that logo, you think of the Celtics mm-hmm. no matter what, or you think of Boston, excuse me. And then you wipe your shoe off of lucky like you have shit on the bottom of your shoe what are you going to expect from a fan base for, or people right
1: so like you said completely avoidable but fans need to chill the fuck out like well you, that's the biggest thing right it's like i mean unless fans i mean like like you said the the, the nba is going to have to take some action if if this continues to happen uh and it's just going to ruin the experience for the fans and that's, that's, nobody wants that. Uh, and, and everybody wants fans in the arena and it sucks for the 99.9% of the fans that have gone and acted appropriately that these four assholes are, are the ones that might be in ruining w- it, might be ruining it for everybody. In one week though. Like, what is this? Do they, is there like a Facebook group
0: where I they just th- talk like, yo, <laughs> let's do the dumbest thing possible tonight?
1: <laughs> I do think, I think some, I think people have forgotten how to act in public. Right. I think okay, there's a lot of, sense. there's a lot of that too. I think sometimes people just, it's been a while, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while. But it, it, again, there's no excuse for this. I, I Even saying that, it sounds weird coming out of my mouth. Like, yeah, you forget how to act in public. Okay, yeah, maybe you forget the small talk version of like when you go get a coffee and you try to make a joke and mm-hmm. it comes off completely sour. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Not, oh, wait, I forgot I can't throw things at players. Grown men. What the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. I don't, I mean, I'm just, I'm happy that um, thus far, the lakers and clippers fans have conducted themselves rather, perfectly fine rather well perfectly <laughs> so, and, fine shout out to la baby <laughs> we're we're doing it right i guess <laughs> even though we're losing games oh boy <laughs> so the last series that we we didn't really touch on yet has been this uh this denver portland series and it's not i don't know why i'm 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 not very taken up by this series even though there's there's been pretty awesome stellar performances from different guys you know dame cj Jokic, M- michael porter jr um this series just feels like whoever wins this is just going to get beaten in the next round it, you know it feels like one of those consolation things where it's like fuck <laughs> if you're the denver fan you go all right we, we beat portland or if you're the portland fan going all right we beat denver and you got to play the sons of the lakers next and you, how, how can you possibly like be excited about that um so anyway i just I think this, that series in particular seems like it's, it's destined for seven games. And I think that's going to be the last series. Maybe, uh, maybe, who knows? Maybe the Clippers and Lakers are also going to seven, but I, I have, I have no, I, I thought ha- I'd be
0: more excited. I thought I Me would too. be. I mm-hmm. thought I would be. Mm-hmm. I, I
1: thought I would be more excited, but there is just, it, it doesn't ca- it doesn't capture my attention. I watched these games. I watched every game so far. Um, but they just also seem to be kind of like really one-sided games, mm-hmm. like where, oh, oh, this one's Portland's night and mm-hmm. then they win by 20. Oh, no, nope, this one's Denver's night, and then they win by 20. So I think maybe that's part of it is, is because even though there's excellent players on the floor for both teams, it doesn't seem to be too competitive within each game. Maybe that's part of what, what I'm feeling, uh, but I have no way to call who's going to win this series because it literally seems like, you know, whoever... I mean, Game 7 is going to be in Denver, so that's. I guess maybe that's what I'll go with. I'd be with. shocked if Portland wins <laughs> it. I'll i will be shocked, man. Well, I right, really would. I, I, because of the home court advantage mm-hmm. aspect... Uh, and because you know Jokic is is you know we've said it a bunch. I don't mm. need to say it anymore. He's he's fucking incredible. Mm. Uh, but you know, I also wouldn't be shocked if Portland won, right? Like because the, Damian Lillard is I know. is like they, Jokic and Lillard trade off game after game. Who's the better player on the floor? And I think that's just kind of going to be how it goes. Even though the, the game seven is going to be in Denver. If Lillard has his night and Jokic doesn't or, you know, he doesn't get any help at all, mm-hmm. then Portland could win that. I, I, I just I don't really have much to say other than I, w- I wish the games were closer. I, I think. find
0: myself <laughs> watching it because I'm really interested in Faku. I love Faku, Yeah, so much. He's literally my favorite basketball player. I did have one last thing to say on a rule change that needs to be made, Drew. And okay. Tell me what you think about this. My boy Jordan hit me up and, and drew, drew my attention to it. Get rid of the jump ball. The first the first jump ball of the game is fine. Okay? Mm. Jump ball. Center court. But no more jump balls for like jump ball situations. What, do you, what does he want? I no, he said, should we just get rid of it? Because oh, the referees so can't throw it right. Go to the possession arrow? No. We go to how we do it in the streets, bro. You shoot for it. I think that's what <laughs> I think that's what we should do. It would make like look, bro, if 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 Patrick Beverly and Jokic have a jump ball, like what's the fun of that? Especially when you know the the refs can't throw it right, anyways, and they and they cheat on every single one of them, anyways, every player.
1: Yeah, the refs are. It is. How about this? What what if we what if we keep it and we bring in the jump ball machine, like where you just get a little machine that mm-hmm. that does a perfect jump ball every time. Okay, you wheel them in. It's on wheels. You wheel it in, mm-hmm. and then that ref puts the ball on there. True. The games are long enough. We don't need a machine. Oh, you have a be have a point. Okay? A point. No,
0: but think about that. Think if it's like one of the last possessions of the game and it's a jump ball and 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 Jokic has to shoot a 3 to make it to get the get the ball back. That's right. what
1: I'm saying. Well, look, I mean in in college that's they don't they do one jump ball mm-hmm, to start mm-hmm. and then it's all possession arrow. So honestly, if we're gonna if we're gonna remove the jump ball, that's probably what'll happen. It's not gonna be some like awesome like shoot for it moment. That's what it should be. It, we, we, that would be awesome. But you said the game's already long enough. Imagine it'd be quick. I mean, maybe it's quick when we play. Oh, because it's one shot. It's right? one shot. You make it. You, you you take it. You you miss. Whoever it's, has it's, the
0: it's, possession. I keep going back to to Joker for whatever reason, because <laughs> Pat Beverly gets in 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 jump ball situations a lot. If it's Denver's ball, Jokic has it, and Pat Bev ties him up. Whoever has the possession, meaning like. Jokic has to take that shot, not Pat Beverly. Got it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I think it'd be cool. And I thought it was worth bringing it up on the show because I like it. So
1: shout out to Jordan. Well, you, I mean, there's something to be said there. Okay. Refs need to – I don't know how it's – I mean, it's not the easiest thing. No. I guess these refs like, that try to throw this perfect ball up directly up in the air, not too high. Uh, there was a jump ball between Dame and Austin Rivers. Cool. And they called a foul on austin rivers because when he swiped the the ball was terribly thrown too high so both players jumped and missed the first attempt but austin got his arm stuck Uh, against dames uh and dame like fell down and they called a foul on austin rivers so there clearly is an issue with the jump ball thing because that's why i thought of immediately thought of like the the machine Mm -hmm. just have the fucking machine throw a perfect ball so that we don't have to worry like oh it's leaning this side Mm -hmm. or that side or it's too high or too low um Man, uh, yeah, there 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 could be something. I mean, look, if we're getting if we're getting really out there, they could have the machine underneath the floor. Oh, true. And and it opens up. (laughs) True. And the ball just pops out straight up from the bottom (laughs) of the floor. NBA twenty thirty five, right? Man, let's let's (laughs) let's streamline it. The ball just you you can see it you can see it as the jump ball player. You can see the ball there, and they give you a little countdown. Okay. And then poof, Mm. pops right out. Another countdown. And then then, then poof. And then the floor (laughs) closes up. And
0: then they can play right there. <laughs> and then it malfunctions during a game, and a player gets swallowed up and, and breaks his leg.
1: So I don't well, know, Drew. I what? mean, I I played on enough of those uh, basketball those courts, janky courts, that have the volleyball. Uh, oh yeah. Posts mm-hmm. and the those those will fuck you up. Those will. So. I don't know. We're just we're we're going haywire. Yeah, sorry.
0: Look, man, big game tonight for the Lakers. I'm wishing you best of luck, but I'm hoping that you lose. We're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. Drew has absolutely no faith. I have all the faith in the world that the Clippers are gonna pull out game five tomorrow. Mm. Tune in. Screenshot when you're listening to the show. Let us know that you're paying attention. Leave us a rate or a review if you can. We need our reviews up, people. This is how we get paid. We need reviews. Click the subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. Uh, we're going to be back soon. A lot going on. If if anything, if next, if this week is anything like this past week, <laughs> we're going to have a lot to talk about. So yeah. follow through with Clips and Drew, and we're ghosts. Let's go, Coos. You know what it is. You know what it is. You know where you're at. This is the follow through with Clips and Drew. What up, podcast. What up, podcast. You know what it is. You know where you're at. This is the follow through.